Welcome in everyone to another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Two niggas on the couch. And to my left, as always, I got Victor Greenwood. Victor, how's your week been so far, buddy? It's been pretty good so far. Sun shining and shit. It better be shining because the last couple of days it was raining <laughs> out of nowhere. And I was like, of course it would be. Let's just add injury to insult. Like, oh, we're still stuck inside. And it wasn't just raining. It was well, coming out stuck hard. Inside, though? I mean... Socially distanced, stuck inside. Responsibly only, stuck only inside. Only three feet now. <laughs> Are they really? No, nah, I miss me with that. Miss when you see me at the checkout stand, like nah, six I want feet. You to keep that six feet. Just keep that same keep energy. That six feet. Keep that same energy. Like, are you gonna be Costco. eight feet under? Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, all right, everyone. It's a special taping time. Uh, our show because I got work later tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up on the show, we're gonna talk a little bit about NFL free agency. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the pandemic, as we said, is coming to an end, it looks like. Back, vaccines are becoming a little bit more readily available to people. And our Fitbit snitching, but we'll get to all that <laughs> soon. Uh, let's start with the Lakers. Uh, they won last night. They beat uh, the Warriors 128-97. to LeBron, triple-double, 22 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds. This, this game was close in the first half. And but in the second half, it just got away from the Warriors real well, quick. That's the thing. Like they were saying about the Warriors, the Warriors are the perfect 500 team because on some nights they beat, they beat a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. But then some nights they just get blown out by 30, and it's crazy how you never know what you're gonna get from them. And it's one of those teams that you really have to be scared of coming down the stretch because they might light it up. Well, not by by Zay, we mean Clay, Steph, yeah. But even the rest of the team is Kyle Oubre. He had a Terrible beginning <laughs> season. What was it? He had more bricks and like all those bricks they were talking about him. But he has been good, and obviously Wiseman has been huge. No, the best uh, the best uh, graphic I saw was the Chicago Bulls had the most petty, savage graphic where it's like replacing clay with bricks, mm-hmm. and it was a stat of like Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre and how bad they were from three. Mm-hmm. And for as much as James Wiseman has come along, uh, what is it, Juan? Um, Juan uh, Toscano, I can't mm-hmm. pronounce his last name. Uh, he like he's come on strong, playing in the G League, Oakland kid. For as much as you get that, you get a lot of step backs from Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins, who are supposed to be those guys. And yeah. it would make sense if somehow they could package a deal to get Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets. Because Curry had 27 last night. And you can tell, he, like, Steph is still well with the shot. Like, he's still getting it. But, but he, can't he, can't do, he can't do things like he can't carry a team the way LeBron carried a team. He can't go out and get, a tri- like, a triple-double consistently. It's something that LeBron – I don't – we still – we can't – like, what LeBron does, you can't put into a stat. Because it's like he just literally made the team better. Right. So what LeBron may become the standard for him mm-hmm. – has not become the norm for everyone yeah. else. Like, Steph is still reblind. Like, oh, well, imagine if this team had a healthy Draymond and a healthy Clay. It's like, if, if you, yeah, they would be bombed. But it's like, but, well, LeBron has always been, oh, you put LeBron on the team, they're a playoff team. Like, exactly. you know, it never is like, oh, if you had this, had that. Like, no. If you put LeBron, you replace someone any, you put him on the Jazz. You put him on any team. The Jazz, the Knicks, the Mavericks. What do you give him? The Nuggets. Yeah, like, oh my, like, inst, like instant, it's not even the playoffs, it's instant title contender. And I Our think bus. it's. Or bus, no, yeah, no other question because that, that like the expectations come with that, mm-hmm. and it's going to be so crazy too. Because also last night, Giannis and Zakumpo for the Bucks, they beat the Wizards, uh, which is not the, the news, but he had three straight games with a triple double, first time in Bucks history, and we're all looking at Giannis like, okay, we know Giannis can do this. Yes, uh, he's setting a different norm, different standard for himself. But mm-hmm. what's his thing? Can you do it in the playoffs? And the fact that LeBron was able to do it in the regular season mm-hmm. and carried it like that into the oh, postseason. Older players in the league too, which is man, that is just MVP crazy. Yet again, that is. I mean, with Joel Embiid, like I hope Joel Embiid comes back healthy mm-hmm. after he hyperextended his knee against the Wizards. I hope he comes back because I think you gotta, you gotta rest him. You gotta be oh with his with his past one hundred percent big man knees. Oh what you gonna sit down for a while? Simmons, take it over. Oh no! Take you need over. Simmons. Like this for 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 you know that one. I can't even think of the broadcaster's name for NBC Sports Washington. Oh, the said, one that was saying he's overrated. Oh yeah, we got to talk about how Ben Simmons. Like, first of all, bro, you are the play-by-play man. Give me some play-by-play. Hey, Simmons came at hard. I was like, I, I looked him up. He five five. Who care about what he said? I was like, <laughs> yo, like that's what you guys say. Though. No, like, but Simmons really needs to step up the team because now with Joel and B being out, I'm with you. Like, look, if you're the Sixers, you're really. In the Eastern Conference, you have two main 
competitors. Mm-hmm. You got the Bucks, who as we like as we mentioned, can you do in the playoffs? Yes. And then you got Brooklyn, who's like we really don't know what they're gonna be. And the thing that's so interesting about Brooklyn is everyone's like, oh man, you got KD, you got Kyrie, oh easy finals, easy finals. If it's not, like, what are you doing? Right. And then you add Harden, and with Harden, it's like, oh my, you're like the rich get richer, and right? Even, like Blake, like having Blake on there, like Blake isn't obviously the star he used to be, but like he's still better than most players at that position that they're going to play him in. Exactly. Which is just like, so, and that's why I saw on, on Twitter how, obviously, tweets never die. How, <laughs> how Durant's tweet was talking about, was it 10 years ago? Why is everybody team up together? What happened to playing? And everybody's like, like, bro, that tweet's not going to age well for you that's forever. That's true. That's and true. even someone even said, like, even now that like, Durant's on his team, people aren't even talking about Durant. They're just like, oh, he needed help. Like, he's, he's going to forever have that legacy going with him. Right, but my thing is KD is still a bad dude. I still no. think he's great. Right, he's still, but I think it's interesting to know. Steak is good too, but add shrimp to it, it you better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, but the thing that's so interesting about it is when you look at KD and you look at Kyrie, it was like, oh, no more pieces are needed. Those two can get you in the East to the title. And then you add Harden, it's like, oh, Harden just adds the tray on top. But then when they had a little losing streak and Kyrie was like, look, Harden, you're the point guard. Yeah. You handle the ball, you facilitate, you do whatever you need to do. I'm going to be the shooting guard. So now it's like they're relying more on James mm-hmm. when we all thought James Harden was just going to be the right. extra piece, not really like a main piece. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. Kyrie's a bitch. Well, see, now I didn't I didn't have to say all that now. You I'm know, sorry. You play point guard and you want somebody else to play point guard. And you're supposed to be an alpha? Nah, who's Kyrie's like favorite player of all time? Kobe. Kobe. Like, he, he's like, bro, I ain't dribbling. Like, you know, you give me the ball. No, you give me the ball. DeAndre, Blake, y'all go rebound. Yeah. Okay, Durant, I respect you. You can shoot when you shoot. But James, still, no, honestly, that's what it comes down to. Like, will, they, will their Eagles be able to set aside? Yes. You think so? Absolutely, yeah. Well, I, I think, think they all have something to prove. Yeah. But then it's all, at the end of the day, it's like, if they win it all, they're gonna, if they win it all this year, which I think they, they won't. But it's going to be just like, oh, we want it. They were like, yeah, like you should have won. Like, yeah, but, and it's so funny too because you brought you know steak and, and shrimp, and it's we we do this podcast early today, and I didn't make anything to eat like I, I typically know. do. Yeah, but I it's so funny because if you look in the fridge, I'm thawing shrimp out, and I meant to go missed, buy. I meant to go buy steak. No, it's so funny because they were on sale. And the guy was bro, like, look, man. You don't believe in sales, bro. You be going just like, yo, let me get that top shelf. Yeah. No, get- absolutely not. I do believe in sales. You don't believe in sales. Because remember, I'm like, oh, they got this fish on sale. You're like, nah, bro, I don't trust it. Well, you don't buy fish at night, bro. I told you That's that. true. But yeah. it's like, hey, it's cheap. And, you know, <laughs> I want to see if my immune system can take it. That's how. This is why I haven't had COVID. It's <laughs> because we're black, bro. No, no. When your body is not a temple, when your body is not a temple. <laughs> you can't tell when the new trash has gone in. It, it laughs like COVID. Stay, <laughs> exactly. stay alive. Exactly. Exactly. Stay alive. But no, it's funny we talk about LeBron James and how uh, he has just aged so gracefully with time. Uh, another person like that, Tom Brady, the goat in football. Joe Montana has officially called him the goat. Uh, yeah. Seven, seven Super Bowl he rings. That one, that one play. He, I mean, he fumbled against the Raiders. Tug yeah. rule, all that, but. Uh, the Bucks, man, we, we're hearing that they, they re-signed Brady. They, this is the Buccaneers, not the Bucks of Milwaukee. That's correct. Tampa Bay Buccaneers were Wayne champs. They re-signed Brady. They re-signed Gronk. They're already talking to uh, Antonio Brown and Dominican Sue's agent. They get Shaq Barrett. Like, they're getting all these players. And it's like, yo, they're going to run it back or try to run it back. Mm-hmm. Um, but NFL free agency, Drew Brees retires. Which now, we, 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 we saw that, coming. That look, he gave that look back like, I'm not doing this no more. Yeah, James, like. They got Jameis Winston in New Orleans where he signs a new deal. Uh, the L.A. Costa Mesa Carson Chargers, they signed some people. <laughs> <laughs> they they signed some people uh, for their offensive line, which I think is, uh, you know, dumb franchises make dumb decisions, but that was a smart decision on their dumb part. Franchise dumb. dumb franchises make dumb decisions, but that was a smart decision Just by them. Just let it go, man. Just let it go. <laughs> you see, you got, okay, we got this 22, 23-year-old quarterback who won Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Let's protect him. Let's get all these offensive line. That makes sense. But there was no team in NFL free agency that has gone harder mm-hmm. than Hoodie himself, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots, uh, Victor. Cut the check. What are your thoughts on what New England has done so Listen, far? Listen, you know I hate the Patriots, but they ain't playing. <laughs> they are not. Every, every single board I wake up is they sign this person. It's not just like one at a time. They'll sign like three people like, oh, 15 mil. 25 mil, 35 mil, three year, three year, two year. I was like, yo, they are not playing. First, they signed back Cam, 
with that crazy high incentive fucking contract, and you're just like, okay, Cam coming back. Hopefully, like you want, I want to see Cam do good. Like, I want, I want Cam to be doing good because like after that kid, you know, just really oh, you a free him, agent? Oh, you a free really agent? Really him at his own camp, which is ironic and funny at the same time. I want to, you want to see Cam win because he mentioned so much. You know, still in laptops back in college and stuff like that. You know, he <laughs> yeah. mentioned so much, he changed. But and after that whooping he got in Super Bowl, you think like, oh, he'd come back one day, but. The Patriots are pretty much putting so much stuff around him that they're forcing him to be good. So we got just this is a list. Uh, the Patriots over the past two days have spent $137.5 million in guaranteed money. That's according to ESPN's Adam Schefter, Matthew Dudden, linebacker, Jonu Smith, tight end, Hunter Henry, former LA Costa Mesa Charger, uh, Nelson Aguilar, former Las Vegas Raider, uh, Dietrich Weiss, uh, DE, Jalen Mills, safety from Detroit. Uh, Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. So basically, they're going out here and they're saying, no, we're going to get some people. Mm-hmm. And Cam, like, I, here's my thing with the Patriots. I will never forget week 17 of this year. Mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills had already clinched a playoff spot. They had already won the AFC East. Everyone, they go into Foxborough, and everyone's like, oh, are they going to sit Josh Allen? Or are they going to sit Stephon Diggs? There's no way they can get home field advantage. The Chiefs already clinched that. And they put a whooping on New England and Foxborough. Yep. And they, I think that sent a message to Bill Belichick of like, oh, you don't have your golden boy anymore. Mm-hmm. You guys aren't running this division anymore. We're now coming in. We're not going to beat the brakes off you. We're going to come into Foxborough, and we are going to do what we're going to do and get used to it. And I think Bill Belichick saw that, saw Brady win a Super Bowl without him, and then went up to Bob and was like, hey, Bobby. <laughs> hey, crap. Let's start spinning this cheese, buddy. All right, uh, like, we got to start no, doing you, this. You know, in that, in that room, they were crying in the car. Uh-huh. When you walk there, they were crying in the car. They were probably like, yo, Tom, we got to go. Like, yo, bro, this is a good move for us. We got this. And then Cam came in. We're like, everybody, like, oh, Cam going to be there? Cam's way better. And Cam, exactly. It wasn't really all his fault. Obviously, it's the team effort. So it's not necessarily always him. He wasn't playing his best, but the structure wasn't good for him. But now, oh, we're not, we're not even done yet. They're oh, not, no. They're not even done yet, which is scary. No, I think the crazy thing to me is, like, this is this is being done for so many different reasons. It's being done to show, like, hey, we're not going to just stand and get kicked around from mm-hmm. a team from, like, upstate New York. We're going to make some moves. Mm-hmm. Cam, you came out last year. You had COVID. You had a shoulder injury. No, we're going to give you some weapons. We're going to give you some people who can catch the football. Mm-hmm. We are going to do all of this as a team to prove that we are, like, we are not just a one-quarterback system. Mm-hmm. That whole era was not just about one guy. We are going to turn around and do all of this. All of and I think the Patriots are sending a message to the league. Now, and and also they're sending a message too because the cap went down. Yeah. Like the Chargers, yeah, they built up their offensive line, but they got rid of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like Hunter Henry, they didn't really like resign. Isaiah Rochelle, they didn't bring back. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guys they didn't bring back because it's like the salary cap went down because of the pandemic and mm-hmm. have that fan money. So now you're hoping that some teams are hoping, okay, you re-sign everyone, mm-hmm. and now, boom, the fans come back. That's well, the question. Hopefully. Hopefully. Like, if you're a team like the honestly, Rams, I think they should team. just They should just hire the salary cap and give them more of an option. But obviously, you know how, know how owners are. Some owners some owners play for championship. Some owners just play for their profit. Right. And that's uh, unfortunate. But the Patriots are obviously playing for a championship right now. And, t- and the crazier thing, too, is we haven't even gotten to – the second part of the NFL offseason, which is the NFL draft. Yep. Because now you got to think, okay, all those players who played or indoor did not play. Like, I look at some players who were like, hey, you know what? I don't want to deal with this COVID thing. I'm take not trying year, to play. Take the year off, I'm going to take a year off. I'm going to go train. I'm going to go, like, that's what uh, Nick Bosa did. Like, I'm yep. going to take a year off. I'm going to go train, get a personal trainer. I'm going to go train. But now if your teams are like, okay, do I pick someone who – was a projected top 10, but they sat out. Or do I pick someone who played? And it's Okay, crazy. how much money do we have? And who do we get in free agency? It's, and, this is when your your scouts, the people who you trust to make your decisions oh, for yeah. you, this is when their job is really on the line. Like, all right, find me that diamond in the rough. But the, what's the toughest thing about being a scout? The, the toughest part about being a scout is you have to go to all these different schools face, and scout face, them. Face COVID. And now with COVID, they weren't able to do that. And then how are you going to do these free job interviews? Like you you got you to be in a room. You don't want to see them running on the, on the screen. Exactly. You see them in person. Like, that was fast. Not exactly. on TV fast. So now the biggest question, too, is like, is there going to be a combine? Like, I, I highly think there will be a combine. But I think there will be a private one in the sense uh, of, like, I don't like, know. I don't think they'll put, like, if anything, yeah, I don't think they're going to have one. Because there's too many 
what, what state would you put it in? For? Well, none of the state's going to be. It's actually interesting to bring that up. Great segue. Because the combine is going to be where it always is. Indianapolis okay. and Indiana. And where is the March Madness going to be this year? Indianapolis. So, right. Well, it's funny because we had Selection Sunday. It was our first Selection Sunday in over 700 days, Victor, because technically we didn't have a Selection Sunday last year with COVID. But Gonzaga, Baylor, Illinois, Michigan, those are your four number one seeds. Really wants to see what happens with San Diego State. Um, <laughs> that's the team I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for a lot of teams this year. Uh, people at work make fun of me because. My dad went to Kentucky. They didn't make the tournament. Uh, my sister went to Michigan. I went to Southern Illinois, but like I went to community college in San Diego, mm-hmm. close to San Diego State. So I root for different schools for different reasons, and everyone at work is always like, hey, you got to pick a school. Yeah, I've been telling you that for a very long time. <laughs> so I'm wearing my Saluki gear today. See, this, see, this is the one that makes sense. Because that's where I graduated you really from. went there. Went there, graduated. I mean, I partied at State. Well, I partied at San Diego State. about going there and graduating. So that's true. Dave was here, he was saying, are you with their new... What you were about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, San Diego State, uh, they won against Utah State to win the uh, Mountain West. But there was an interesting player on Utah State. His name is Marco Johnson. Mm-hmm. And he wears number 44 because of Wendy's 4 for 4 deal. That's kind of huge. No, and it's funny, too, because he said, quote, how could I make something like that up, end quote. Now, the answer Remember to that, Marco, is said, that's very nigga. easy. That's I mean, like when he says, how can I make something like that up? Easily can make that up. It's very easy to make that because, up. Because, like, you were sitting there, and you're like, oh, what number do you want? I want 44. Why? Because the 4 for 4 deal from Wendy's. How much fucking Wendy's are you eating? <laughs> to, to think that. Like, like okay, bro, I've, I've seen the commercials. I might pass by a Wendy's. But how much Wendy's are you really eating to think of that number? Right, exactly. And you know, and you want to know what's so funny because I'm about to bring up something else that would piss off Kevin Atkins as he was here. Uh, when I used to go visit my sister at Michigan. When you went to school there. Was- you know, when I had the Michigan gear, Michigan right. shorts. And I was like, you go here? Yeah, I go here. Uh, well, you took a class there. <laughs> there was a, there was a, um, there was a Wendy's in their student union. And I used to hit that place up all the time when we go to Michigan. So when you, but as a college student, because I heard Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy were talking about this on a broadcast where... Uh, Jeff Van Gundy is like, remember you used to eat Wendy's before we played games? And Mark's like, you're not supposed to tell people that. Mm-hmm. But when you're an athlete and you're yeah. burning all those calories, like he, I mean, no, the, it's it's true. What it's true. well, what comes in the four for four? Uh, by the way, this is free promotion, Wendy's. If anyone out there is listening, like, I would like some after uh, Lent ends. I don't even. Well, I'm guessing fries. I, I thought it was a burger, fries, fries burger, chicken drink, and a drink. I thought it was a burger, oh, fries, a frosty, oh. and a drink. That's what I thought a four for four was. That's probably out. Listen, I don't eat Wendy's. I don't, I don't eat Wendy's. <laughs> well, I do Wendy's after Lent and I can However, have carbs if again. If that kid goes pro, he is sitting on a fucking endorsement deal right there. Right well, Wendy's. well, Wendy's already retweeted him and was like, well, if you know, you know. <laughs> and that's uh, the thing that's so all, funny. Kim, I love the fast food tweeters. The, 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 the Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's, the social media team for fast food places are Wendy's on point. is ruthless. <laughs> oh, they roast everyone. They're, what was their roast day? And they're like, can you roast me? And they were just, in, oh, I love Wendy's Twitter so much. Wendy's Twitter is good. Whoever whoever has that job, whoever started, like, that was a deal. Like, what should we, what should we do, guys? How about this? Someone had to pitch that idea. Like, how about we roast people on Twitter? And, and someone probably said, that's a terrible idea. And someone just went along with it and they're like, never mind, you're right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's just try this out. And then that's, people look, people look forward to it. So this is a conversation I did not think we were going to have today, but I love that we're going down this road. Okay, let's go. I find this to be so interesting because when we had the four of us on here, we definitely have to do a burger. Because I love burgers. Oh, I love burgers. You love burgers. I, love I know them two love burgers. Uh, but we have to do the ranking of best like fast food, fast casual burger. But whenever I think of Wendy's, I always think of the story of Dave Thomas, mm-hmm. the guy who, who was the founder yeah. of Wendy's. And how we both grew up in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and so we both grew up in, in California. We didn't see a lot of Wendy's growing up. They're really, they're really scarce. There, there's like really rare that you saw a Wendy's. You still don't see a lot. Of, like, there's only what three in the valley that, that, right that I can think of. And there's one down the street from my house, but like that's all I can think of. And I, I wonder why that was. And Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, did not want to compete with other burger chains. Because he's that's smart. So he saw. So he saw. You had In and Out start here. Ray Kroc and McDonald's started here. Mm-hmm. Carl's Jr. started here. Mm-hmm. Tommy's, Fat Isn't Burger. Jack in the Box started in San Jack Diego. Jack in the Box started in San Diego. So you had that six just right off the bat. Those, had, those are heavy, heavy and those hitters. Those are heavy hitters right, hitters right, right there. Hitters. So he saw like, oh, and I'm not going to move. 
the moment he passed away, his daughter Wendy Thomas, who it's named after, yeah. moved a whole bunch to California. Yeah, because listen, I'm what man, who has the well, obviously the best burger. I didn't even go ingredient by ingredient. I will pick the In and Out, obviously. It's biased. I didn't work there, but still, I still love it the most. Oh, I found I love In and Out because I just found out you told me that protein style. Oh, oh my God! I was like, wait a minute. You can still eat, so you can still eat. I can still eat. I was like, I'm so, doing a oh, carbs for lint. The lettuce is so light. I get extra lettuce just to get more a grip of it. See, that's what we call an inside tip, people. That's what we call an inside tip when it comes to In and Out. But we do need to put a show together of best like fast food or fast casual. Because I'll tell you right now, most overrated Five Guys like can't stand it. Overpriced. It's overrated, overpriced, overrated, overpriced. overpriced. I, I've had it one time. And that was it. Yeah, it was like it was, I look at him like y'all still open. Like, <laughs> no, but I thought like Marco Johnson. That was really funny. The fact that he had that story. That's a good but suggestion. I know you're not a big college hoops fan. Like I'm a big college hoops fan. But with the bracket coming out this past Sunday, was there anything that caught your eye that you really want to see? Like going into a deal. So Final the one thing caught my eye was the fact that there's no Kentucky and Duke. Duke could possibly play though. But like it's that's still. But also it, that tells you where we're at in society for past year. Like. The two, arguably probably the two biggest programs in college basketball, are two of the biggest, are not going to be there. And everyone's just like, oh my God, I'm gonna be, like, oh my God, somebody else is going to win. Don't nobody care then. Like, oh, I doubt that. I'm like, in the sense of like, okay, fans like you will still watch it, but the casual people like me who, who look for those certain teams are going to be like, oh, they're not playing. Okay, I lost my interest in it now. Um, no, see, I don't think that because I think. Oh, well, but I might, I, might, I might play a pool for 30 bucks. Oh, you got. I mean, you got to play. Like you are have they, to play something. Are they the billionaire one again? The billionaire performing no, bracket. No. So anymore? you know what's so crazy about that is Warren Buffett, the billionaire. Uh, I think he's maybe what now the third, third richest man, yeah, <laughs> richest man in the world. He had a contest where if you got a perfect bracket, you want a billion dollars. That is so fucking insane. And then they said that the further you went along in the round, they would try to call you and buy you out. And people were like, well, well, how much would like would it take for you to get bought out? No one made it past the round of 32. It's fucking AKA, awesome. no one made it past the second round of the NCAA you really tournament. You know what that means? Because that means motherfuckers were doing several different brackets. And oh, and you know what's so crazy? They gave you up to three. They gave you, you can do up to three brackets, and still by the first weekend, mm-hmm. everyone had been eliminated. When does it start? Uh, so the opening round games, technically, like because now it's 68 with yeah. the first four and first four out. Uh, that will start Thursday, and then this weekend uh, is the first. Because I can't wait to my we should, birthday. We should do a bracket tonight before after the show, so we can see Ooh. for the next show. See how we go. Yeah, see, we should do that because I can't wait. My birthday's next weekend. I love March Madness. It's my favorite time of the year. Damn. Uh, but no, but no, it's it's interesting because I think there will be casual intrigue as long as you get fans into the storylines. And not only that, but it's like NBA always takes a back seat in March yeah. because it's like, hey, we don't want to compete against like college kids. Mm-hmm. There's still no football. Mm-hmm. Baseball doesn't start until April 1st, mm-hmm. so that won't start until Final Four. We get into the Final Four. So, Gonzaga. Gonzaga's dude, dude, undefeated. I saw, that. I saw that. So, if they make it through, they become, I think, only the four team in, in NCAA history to go through a whole season and win the national championship undefeated. That's an intriguing storyline. It's very hard. And, and you're right. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, big names, but you still do have, like, Jawan Howard at Michigan. I want to see him win. Uh, Patrick Ewing. At Georgetown, uh, Shaka Smart at Texas. Oh, right. Texas right? uh, they won the Big Twelve. I, I think since we lost John Thompson mm-hmm. and John Chaney and so many like you know Nolan Richardson is no longer with us. Those black coaches, mm-hmm. that was like it's really. It's good to see black coaches one get an opportunity and two get opportunities at where they succeeded. Uh, Patrick Ewan is the first player ever. Our first person ever in the Big East to win a Big East championship mm-hmm. as a player and then win it oh, again as a coach. We need more of that. that. That's dope, man. Like I also, love that. Because well, it's good to it's good to see players. Obviously, the NBA has to get back that rule from one and done because it's destroying college. Because the stars go to college and like like James Wiseman, he didn't even make it. What a week until he had he to made stop. he made it three games he and made he it three stops games. yeah and it's like I get you want the talent to be in college but like how about we let the players that are going to the NBA off the back go to the NBA so these other players can fill in these teams and well, have no. more competitive well no well, so, yeah you're right you're right because if you bring in the baseball style minor league hey it's good for the player because now you're gonna player who's 17 18 19 mm-hmm. they're developing they're traveling they're getting used to what it's like to be a professional. Mm-hmm. However, yes. does that water down the player when they come into the league? 
So I'll give you like the biggest um, example I'll give you is my dad doesn't watch NBA. He loves college basketball. It's one of those we play for the name on the front of the jersey, not on the back of the jersey. So the guy I always talk about is John Wall. Yes. John Wall is from I want to say Raleigh, Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. But I want to say even that's a bigger city than he's actually from. John Wall first game at Kentucky. What does he do? Come out, boom, boom, do the thing, do the thing. Yeah, do the Dougie, do all that stuff. Uh, do the thiz like he's doing that dance and all that Didn't stuff. Did he have a dance, a song after? Yeah, do, do the John, John Wall. Wall, John Wall. Yeah, so like you have that, and then his team, Demarcus Cousins, Eric Bledsoe, all that. They go to, I think they went to the Elite Eight, and then they mm-hmm. lost to West Virginia or six 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 ten, lost to Bob Huggins in West Virginia. But when he went to Washington, mm-hmm. and then he did the exact same thing when he came out. It's like I know who that is because he did the same thing at exactly. Kentucky. And my dad, who doesn't watch the NBA, he'll still watch former Kentucky players play because he wants to see him to see how they did so it's like now you're building a fan base I get you so if John Wall went straight from you know North Carolina to some G League team and then he goes to the Wizards who are not a great you know team to begin with you're gonna be looking like okay who is this person again like are they good so I think it's it's give or it's take it's a weird thing because I think there's obviously there's enough basketball players that the G League could be better oh absolutely of, like it was like how baseball does it the minor leagues like Listen, this comes to the pro, and I think they're working on because the NBA wants their money, unfortunately, and it's it's like a tug of war right now. It's like college basketball. Obviously, these kids are working; they're trying to be pros. So it's like you have the pros calling you. You're probably gonna take it. Not many kids are gonna probably go. You know what? I'm not ready yet. Obviously, some know that, right? And all about their ear. Who's in their ear saying you're not ready yet to go? Go yeah. go to college first, and because some players like Kuzma, he needed college. You know, yeah. certain certain players need to go to college first. Get that in them. Go to the next league. Develop your game. Stay two, three years. It's even though it sounds weird, but players say three. You're like three years in college. Like exactly, oh, you ain't that good. Bro. You're still here. But then, how yeah. many of those players that go to, go to go to pros for three, four years? They're like, yo, this person. They they become solid NBA players for their entire career. Right. And I think they might be role players. They might, they might be star stars, but they're always on a team every year. And I think there's so many interesting. Di- there's such an interesting dichotomy as well. It's, it's like you have the NBA versus NCAA when it comes to star power and viewership. Mm-hmm. But then I also think Adam Silver is like, yo, who's going to win Rookie of the Year this year? Probably LaMelo Ball. Probably. Wait, where did he play? Okay, so you guys are not going to college. You guys are going to other professional mm-hmm. leagues. You're also developing your body, getting better. And now you're coming here. So why why don't we just skip the middleman of Australia yeah. and why don't we just keep you here in the United States and get you on the G League? Been doing. Been but doing. It, it sucks how their first year they thought about that because all those kids they picked up in that G League team, those were obviously because social media has definitely exploded the past few years. So literally you have Mikey Williams, you have Bronny Jr. Yeah. You have these players who are in eighth grade being looked at since eighth grade and now they're seniors. It's like, that late. Like you got some guys like six. No, some, oh, yeah. some of these kids are disgusting. Like 15 year olds at seven foot. But like you said, by them skipping going to Europe or stuff, they don't want NBA doesn't want these players stuck over there because it's a good chance that a player can go to Europe and be like, you know what, I kind of love this place. Exactly. Why leave? Yeah. Like, and why should I leave and go back to America? I get it, but like, I like being in Italy. It's know? also it's also TV ratings. I think that's the other piece mm-hmm. of the puzzle. And they want that. I'll tell you, the G League they want the money. The G League wants the money because now you know working uh, for ESPN on NBA Countdown, they're, we're cutting G League highlights. It's like, yo, you see that dunk? Because now you're looking at the big boards of people who are going to get drafted, mm-hmm. and there are guys in the G League yep. who are top five, top ten, mm-hmm. and people want to see them and know about it. So you have people who are 18, 19 in the G League who people don't know about because they don't have that star mm-hmm. due to John Wall at yeah. Kentucky. And now ESPN's like, wait, we own the rights to the G League? Wait, we can. Have you, have you been to a shows? game, a G League game yet? Never been. I've been Never to. Been. I've been to it one time at the at Lakers. It's definitely it's. It's wild to say this, but like you can tell in a, a very wide margin of talent compared to the pros to them. And even these G, don't, don't get wrong, G League players will bust anybody in the court. Did <laughs> you you go to any LA Fitness, any twenty four, any any rec gym you want to call it? You take the twelfth player on a G League team, they're probably gonna give you buckets. Okay, so <laughs> don't don't get it twisted. All right, do not get it twisted. They're, they're not bums. But compared to the pros, right? Exactly. That's it's why it's insane. it's funny to me when you look like if you take thirty, what is it, thirty teams in the NBA, mm-hmm. and you multiply that by fifteen guys, 
anything. Like, you a bum. It's like, bro, he's one of the 500 best players in the world in the at world. basketball. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, like yeah, he, he might still at the bench, but like, yo, don't get it twisted. Exactly. You might be like, miss. you might be number 610, but he's part of the 500. Like, like <laughs> these motherfuckers are not no joke. Like, exactly. And best like, bracket, and pretty the top 100 players, like, I've ever had a class where I was like, you guys don't understand, like, how good these people are like and it's funny to me that you say that because the story i always hear about is steve kerr mm -hmm. and how steve kerr would practice mm -hmm. so steve kerr you know like great high school player pacific palisades here in los angeles went to arizona great player arizona then he gets drafted by the bulls plays for the bulls he ain't taking a spot over michael he ain't no. taking a spot over uh scotty over ron harper over tony kukoc mm -hmm. so he knew his role so the story goes in practice he used to take five shots and then he would go sit down for like 10 to 15 minutes. Then he would give practice his role. He would practice his role because he knows like, I'm not going to get on this hot streak where they're giving me like 15, 20, 30 mm -hmm. open looks. Also, it's a different league too, so the shooting wasn't like that back it, then. Now, now, nowadays, he'd be shooting all day, oh, like be wide open there. Like, no, they have a, his own little court. Go down there and <laughs> exactly. shoot threes. Exactly. I don't hear a word from you. That's exactly, it. but when you have players who know their role and play like the uh, specific plays and roles that they're going to be playing and you know that it's uh it's a good thing for them uh but victor i do want to hop off sports here for a little bit and talk a little bit about uh culture and man i was so happy this past week uh i, I know that a lot of people don't like the term cancel culture but i'm a big fan of cancel culture when it works in my favor works in your favor i want to hear this pierce morgan you bum Pierce Morgan, you are such a bum. So Pierce Morgan leaves Good Morning Britain. And then I'm sitting there going like, all right, he like got really embarrassed on national TV, on UK TV. He got really embarrassed. Really? He got up and left. He was and, crying in the car. Yeah, he basically was crying in the car. But the thing that makes me laugh so much is they found old video of him talking about Meghan Markle and how much he loves him, or loves her, excuse me. And the fact that this man went on one date with her and we don't even know if it was a it date. Was it, was it even a date? I don't even know if it was a date. So Pierce Morgan said, she, he said, I was a fan of Suits. And I was a fan of hers. Mm -hmm. So I followed her on Twitter and I followed her on Instagram. We finally got to talking. She came over here to visit. I took her out. We had two dirty martinis. And we had, I took her to a pub. We had two pints of beer. Then she left. And that's how she met Prince Harry. And he's still mad at like all this time that's after it. that one hangout. But the thing that makes me laugh, Victor, is... He said this happened five years ago. It's like, bro, get over it. Man's been married for 10 years. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Man's been married for 10 years and said, oh, I took Meghan Markle on a date. See, this is why men ain't shit, bro. Like, and then, and then the, so here's the, the real, real men ain't shit. He gonna say, oh, but she owes me something. Oh, he's so entitled, you white motherfucker. So he said, oh, no, Megan owes me one because I took her out on a date. I, we had drinks. She left. She meets Prince so Harry. Cool. Pussy away the first date, like. But bro, but then it's like he then uses his platform to bash her and do all these things to her. She comes and talks to Oprah, expresses it, and then he has the nerve to say she's lying. She's making it up. I don't believe she was suicidal, bro. She had a whole country and all these tabloids and going who are against you to her. Say what she was. First of all, that's number one. Number two, you couldn't even stand a co-host. A co-worker who knows you going at you for five minutes, let alone being isolated in a castle by yourself, having all the British tabloids come at you, and you get up and walk off the stage, and then you're going to quit your job. When I tell you that made me happy, oh, boy, what's the opposite of liberal tears? So I think that's, that is <laughs> Conservative tears, what's five years ago, but they've been married for 10. Like, but been married for 10. <laughs> and also, it's like, what do you, like, why... Like, you so mad? Like, you so hurt because she said no? Like, bro, this is the prince. Like, right, you know exactly. Like, oh, I hate niggas so much. He's not even a nigga. The thing that got me was when he says, oh, yeah, so Megan owes me one. And then he proceeded to use his power and authority to go on, I'm going to assume it's one of Britain's biggest talk shows, yeah. morning talk shows. Well, he's on it, so he's probably yeah. one of the bigger ones. Yeah, and, and just roast her and all that stuff as much as he could because he was so hurt that, as he said, Megan ghosted me. And it's like, dude, that made me so happy when I saw he left. See, he looked at it wrong. He could have been like, yo, I got ghosted by the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He could write a book about that shit. And people will follow him. But no, he took the other route. He said, 
oh, you go ghost me? I Just, think that's, I'm white, I'm privileged, I'll call you out on it. He like, could have been an ally, like legit, legit could have been an ally. Uh-huh. He could have been like, you know what? She chose someone else. I'm still married to another woman. Um, let me be there just as a friend for Megan. And like when I see a tabloid or something like that, like messing with, I can use my power and influence to help. And that way I get like access, not only access uh, editorially or journalistically, but just access to a friend. Um, but no, he didn't, he didn't go that route. He went the bitter, bitter I'm going to bitter, bitter I can't man. get you so ain't nobody going to want you. Like, come exactly. On, bro. And I feel like that is such a synopsis of where we are with men nowadays where it's, like, hey, we've all fallen into that trap, but if I were in his shoes, would I use that role differently? And I think that's the dichotomy I think I that we're talking about. Fucked. I'm like, bro, I mean, if Megan goes to me, like, like, also, it's like, bro, you're Pierce Morgan. You're the face of England, like talk show or probably. Like, like, I, I don't know. I don't remember a fact, yeah. but I would. If you're on, if you're on a talk show, I'm assuming you have a few groupies yourself that might watch. You. <laughs> I'm just saying, I get you to get the one thing. Listen, if I want to stay tonight, I don't get it. I'm cool with Shrimp. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, no, but you're you're absolutely 100% correct. It's just, it made me laugh so much when I read that. And I was like, I know cancel culture is this whole thing. And again, if you follow the show, can you can someone please text me, email me, call me, beat me if you need to reach me? Can someone tell me who's been canceled that hasn't deserved to be canceled? No, there's been a few for sure. Who? Well, like, well, so, okay, so talk about cancel. So then. So, like, Colin Kaepernick, he was canceled, wasn't supposed to be canceled. But see, that was saying, like, who are you looking at who's can't, like, to. The pro conservative, let's pro, let's, let's destroy the Capitol building people. He was <laughs> yeah. canceled, but to people like us, he wasn't. And to rational people, he wasn't canceled because he wasn't saying any crazy. But the irrational people, like Pierce Morgan, would have said you're canceled. Yeah, I just I really need to have because it just it gets thrown around so much. Cancel culture, cancel mm-hmm. culture, cancel culture. And the way I was thinking about it was uh, the Montgomery bus boycott. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. So when you talk to people. And if you were to ask people, hey, do you remember the Civil Rights March from Selma to Montgomery? Do you, do you remember that Bloody Sunday? Oh, I remember that. Why were they marching? Oh, because they wanted the, the march to vote. Okay, yes, they wanted to rights to vote, which they already had constitutionally. But they were also marching because they looked at Greyhound and they said, look, we are your, we as African Americans, yeah. black Americans, we are your number one customers. Mm-hmm. If we boycott you, it's going to hurt your sales. Mm-hmm. We're going to walk everywhere. That was such a strategic thing that they did, which worked. Yeah. Fast forward to 2021, if you and I, as black men, black Americans, if we say, hey, I don't like this company, Coca-Cola, you guys are giving money to Georgia for this voter suppression bill, I'm going to boycott Coca-Cola, mm-hmm. you're now calling that cancel culture. That's the thing that blows yeah. my mind. That's the, the word, thing the that gets is, me. The word is definitely used wrong, because like, but you're you're cheap. Like these people are watering down and cheapening mm-hmm. a movement that works. Because no one, a good word for canceling culture was R. Kelly. But he should have been canceled. <laughs> he should have been canceled. Right. But we, as black people, didn't, didn't we didn't do it for various reasons. I can understand why. But OJ, OJ should have been canceled. But should he have been canceled? But see, see when you talk about when you talk about OJ, R. Kelly, mm-hmm. you're now throwing in the legal system. And there are some people who look at it's a black man going against a legal that's, system. That's why I was like, the past my OJ was like, he didn't, he didn't do anything. <laughs> like, he didn't kill anybody. Well, in OJ's sense, it was he actually yeah. got he the law the to his advantage with some like. That's what the, I don't think white people understand. Like, we don't give a fuck about OJ. Right. We're happy he beat you at y'all game. Yeah, like, exactly. That's all we exactly. care about. He bought it y'all game. Like, exactly. Because y'all be powerful lawyers, all this money, he going home. Exactly. That's, that's why exactly. we care. He, he used, you know. But some, you're definitely right. Culture cancer is what they <laughs> cancel culture. Yeah, cancel culture is stupid as fuck because it's like don't get me wrong. People are gonna say some wild stuff. Like I'm pretty sure some of my earlier tweets are probably wild. Yeah, but it's also I was younger, so it's like if I be prepared for office one day, I'll probably delete my whole Twitter before I announce it, obviously. But because I'll be smart, I'm like no, I'm delete everything off the internet. But people get canceled for dumb stuff. Like it's one thing to say like what Miles Leonard did. Like, I wouldn't say necessarily cancel him. I think you're stupid as fuck because right. your fucking owner's Jewish. You live in a Jewish right. city pretty right. much. So you got to know where you're at. But certain people don't. We got to stop with the word cancel. But then We, I mean, need, we need to cancel, cancel culture. But then you look at. But, but see, I don't think you do. Like, I'm sorry, but if you're Roseanne Barr and you say, well, you know, Hitler got some things right. And there's a photo magazine spread of you giving the Nazi salute. 
you don't deserve to have a show. Okay, so well, that's a different <laughs> argument. I'm not saying I mean, that, but that's legit. No, being but her canceled. Saying, see, people like her when she did something stupid because like it's like how okay Hitler did technically do something right for the Germans, but bro, he killed <laughs> millions of people. No, but I think that's the thing. It's like I you can say like oh Roseanne did something stupid, mm-hmm. and she got canceled for it. But then on the flip side, there's someone on the right who's saying, well, Colin Kaepernick did something stupid by taking a knee. But but we can then retort with, like, it wasn't stupid in our opinion. It's all about... It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective and optic because it's like, you can make an argument about any dictator. Like, oh, he brought this to the country. It's Mussolini. Oh, but then he killed somebody. Right, right. It's like Mussolini. He got the trains to work on time. It's like... Oh, first off, that story is wild. (laughs) Like, the fact that he waited for the train, it was late, saying, hold on, come here. Pop. And he's, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not saying I deserved it, but if you want to trace the world time, that's a good way to send a message. I'm just saying when people are like, "We gotta get rid of cancel culture. We gotta get rid of cancel culture." Your generation, your millennials, you're too soft. You're too soft. Like, no, that's true. And it's like, we're first of all, I'm like obviously biased. We're not too soft. That's number one. And number two, I don't believe that we should get rid of something. We should hold people accountable. And if they don't change mm-hmm. that, then they shouldn't be surprised when their business gets lost. That's no, just that's, that's exactly me. No, it's business 100%, strategy. Like how we talk about our boy. Uh, so, since last episode, how many times do you think Papa John said nigga? Oh, my God. <laughs> how many times do you think he said nigga in the uh, past week? Bro, at least seven to eight times. <laughs> at least seven to eight times. I know I know he said it once when uh, that stimulus bill got passed. Oh, niggas getting paid right now. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, my God. He must God. have said it then. But, but, yeah, you're right. Cancel culture is dumb, but I do think it's certain degrees to it. I think if, like, Miles Leonard will say he's doing first degree or he could, all right, your first mistake, bro. But let's say another video comes out, him saying even more wild stuff again. Then you're going to be like, okay, bro, the first time was an accident. Second time, what are you doing? The third time, clearly it's your fucking thinking. And yeah. that's how I think it should be. But people were so fast to cancel somebody off of just like some dumb see, shit. Like- I, I, see, that's, and that's, okay, so the example I'll give you is he's going through it right now. Yeah. And I think justify, justifiably he should be Andrew Cuomo. Oh, like everyone's like he needs to resign. He needs to resign as New York governor. But if you're saying we gotta stop cancel culture, okay, where's that line? Like, so that's why it's, it's a, that's why it's a it's a complicated. This is a complicated issue because people need because can't like can't how do you cancel a governor? Like, what was a governor of the fucking state? I mean, Gavin Newsom about to find out. <laughs> he's not canceling. He, he going nowhere. He bro. don't get recalled. No, he, he, no, you know what happens? Okay, first off. This fucking recall that these idiots are trying to fucking do. All that's gonna happen is gonna cost us more money because yep. when he runs for re-election, when he's gonna he's gonna run, he's gonna win because whoever goes against him is somebody you definitely do not want as uh, governor. Well, I mean something like Kevin no, Faulkner. Gonna be is, a Republican. Well, yeah, he's a Republican, Kevin Faulkner, San Diego mayor. Like I he lost the charter, so I'm not gonna vote for him, but yeah. I would vote for Republican regardless for the state of California. Well, it's actually funny you mentioned that because um Sarah Silverman earlier this week was talking about how she's leaving the Democratic Party because she feels that we have become too divisive and too partisan where we can't even take good ideas from other people. Facts. So if it's like if a Republican can hear the best idea they've ever heard, but if AOC's name is attached to it, they're like, oh, I can't vote for it. It was just, no, no. And, same, and vice versa, same thing goes for Democrats. Listen, both sides have very good points and very valid arguments about everything. Yeah. Like, to, like right now, we could be like, yo... What should we eat tonight? You say, hey, I can't have carbs. I go, yo, I want carbs. And then we go, hey, we go to this restaurant, CPK. You get a pizza, I can get a salad. We both win. Right, exactly. And that's because we had our, I wasn't like, fuck you and your no carb eating ass. I'm going, <laughs> right. I'm going to this place only. You know what I'm <laughs> right, saying? Right. But that's what the Republicans, Democrats do. Like, fuck you and your pizza. Like, I'm like they need to learn to be in the middle. And I am so sick and tired of these politicians this year. Like, the stimulus package obviously passes. With no Republicans voting for it, it's like how no, petty are they, you guys? They voted, did not, not a single one voted for it. But now people are trying to take credit for stuff that's in it. Like that's the thing that gets me. And it's just like, dude. And then now they're using this fucking border crisis for their for their for their agenda. And it's like, yeah, it's happening, but it's not Biden's fault. Like he can't tell somebody not to come here. Yeah, like, he could. I mean. You get the tears on, but like it's just you're right. Illegal she, immigration has been a part of this, like a, a problem in this country for also people before we were born. We're the only country that borders a third world country, the first world. 
Uh, no. I mean, we can make a case that we're not first world, but I guess mean, well, how you how how many like how unprepared were we for COVID? Didn't you say you had shrimp in the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, just chilling. But our our healthcare system that kind okay, of proved that that's a different argument, different day. But oh, okay, okay. Still, what about people who are out of school and can't afford like Wi-Fi and stuff, and now their kids are put at a disadvantage? Okay, again, some parts. Does Flint, not, does Flint have no, clean water? No, hell no. I okay, didn't, I didn't say. Like, okay, I didn't say we were perfect, but. Also, we put my water right now. I can go to your faucet and drink your water out of it. I wouldn't do it, but I can. And the long-term we, effects, we don't know what they're going to be. But, yeah, we're still a first-world country. We're still number one. It's just, you know, number one's not perfect, but you still, you ain't first, you last. And that's what it is in America. If you ain't first, you last. So. Okay, Ricky Bobby. Hey, that's what, that's what it is. Like, we're still a first, but people don't understand, we're, we border a third-world country, and we're the only nation in the world that does that. And oh. that's why they come over here. Because I know Canada's probably looking down at us like... Mm. No, Canada's just like, they got me cold. They'd they be here next. Like, <laughs> you know, like, Canada's like, hey, we didn't have as many COVID cases as y'all. We got no, this free health that insurance. Was, that was also, uh, we had the most because Americans are being America, bro. We don't give a fuck. Because we don't listen and we go out. First and, off, we went to San Diego for 4th of July, bro. We're not supposed to be out. Hey, that's that's very true. That I'm was, going to San Diego for my birthday, if anyone cares. That was, <laughs> that was a fun weekend, though. Remember, remember how packed the beach was? So the thing that made me laugh, reminiscent about that, I was telling someone, was how, remember how crazy packed it was with teenagers? Yeah. It was like 16, 17, 18-year-old teenagers who have probably hadn't been out since March. Yep. And it was like, if I hadn't been out since March, <laughs> and I hadn't seen my friends, I've been stuck at home with my parents, I'd be wilding too, man. It was Dude, crazy. I, that's why I'd be wilding too. Like, I get it, but we're still number one. Yeah, but it's it's so interesting to see how, how far we come. But I do want to get to the story, Victor, that... Uh, you brought up, which I just thought was very funny because uh, I wear a smartwatch every day because, you know, got to count these steps, you know, got to count these calories, make sure my abs look good for summer 2022 when everything reopens. Mm-hmm. You were saying that there's a story where a man found out. No, a woman. Oh, there it is. A woman caught her boyfriend was cheating because her Biff fit, for whatever reason, it was connected to her too, like the emails that you get. Right. And it said that he burned 500 calories at 2 a.m. Hey, man, just late-night job. First off, what type of idiot wears a fucking watch? I bet you that dude was black. I bet your boyfriend was black. I bet your boyfriend was black. Niggas always well, wearing watches, bro. Well, it's so funny because there are couples who sync their watches together to make it be like, hey, if I get 10,000 steps, they'll, like, give you some incentive to get 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty funny because, like, I didn't want to get this, you know, X-rated or R-rated this early in the afternoon. But do you wear, like, are you wearing a Fitbit because you forgot to take it off? Are you wearing because it it's stylish? Or was he trying to calorie count in 10,000 steps? Was he going to check his, his his weekly status update to see how much work he was getting in? But it's it's funny that this story makes me laugh because it made me think of another story. A man found out his wife was pregnant by Fitbit. So the story goes that another couple, married couple, uh, they had their Fitbit synced. And every week, the husband would do, like, a weekly stats report on he, yeah. he and his wife. And he noticed that his wife's heart rate was, like, out different. of control. Okay. So he went to a doctor, and the doctor was like, it might be a second heartbeat, meaning your wife is pregnant. So sure enough, got the wife. They went to an OBGYN, and boom, they're like, yeah, you guys are about to have a kid. And, like, so the husband knew his wife was pregnant before the wife knew. That's funny. The same, <laughs> That's the same story happened with an Apple Watch. It saved this guy's life because it was reading his pulse, and he had like a heart murmur or something like that, and like it, and the thing told him like unusual beat, and he went, he just he thought it was like a glitch, which most people would have probably thought it was a glitch, yeah, because he was doing something, and he went to the doctor to like, oh shit, like you have a heart thing, and they're like it saved his life, but then Apple came out the next day and said. We're happy to hear this, but do not think about that again. Because Apple immediately found out, like, oh, what happened? Oh, it's part of the ad, but don't think it's going to happen all the time. Well, it's crazy because, like, they have, like, 911 functions. So, like, if you have an elderly person that has one and you can sync it with them and they, like, have a hard fall or something like that, it will then link yours and be like, hey, someone's in distress. They basically just tell me right now that I'm... I'm about to get a new one, but I don't think I'm gonna sync it with my girl just in case. Because also, what you doing at two a.m.? No, because first off, because <laughs> it, it, the person came home at night after a night out, and obviously, let's say you went. This is all obviously pre pre COVID and stuff. Imagine I was in the club and have my watch on at two o'clock in the morning. My heart rate might be up a little. That's true. You know That's true. So, so depending on where you're at. And I don't want to have this argument everywhere. Like, what were you last night in the club? Oh, you we're know, who? We're you, where? You know, it'd been great though. What? Like, 
I want to know how many dudes could come up with a story to tell why they're oh, why they Okay, so look, we was at the club, right? You know the worst you know, part? You know Johnny, right? You know how Johnny be talking, right? All right, so we got into it with these dudes, right? Yep. And as we got into it with the dudes, <laughs> the cops rolled up. After, you know, I got warrants, babe. So when the cops rolled I started running, girl. Like, I'm looking out for hey, you know what's funny? Because you know how when you're... When the, so people don't know this. Fitbit, most watches, when you start moving that fast, it usually tracks you because you're working out. Right, right, right. So it'll have like a map. It'll say where you're at. Because like, I remember for me, I remember one time I had it on and I was I go in a club and it thought I was um, running. Because next day it said, oh, from your run, this is what you did. I was like, you was, was getting it. Well, I was in there. I was, you was, I was getting I was, it. I was, I was Pre-COVID. Single, I was single shuffling. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Henny and Sprite all night. Hey, look. And it's so funny because this is a question that I've, I've always asked. I, oh, well, I haven't always asked. I saw it on Twitter. Mm-hmm was this this woman put on Twitter, will men stop wearing smartwatches on dates? We do not want to go on dates with expe- uh, Inspector Gadget. So my question is, men, do you wear a smart... Or like, so me, I wear my smartwatch all the but time. Know, but girls but, wear Apple watches. But do you wear it on a date? Yes. Like, if I was going on a date, would I switch my Samsung Galaxy oh, watch see, for, like... Not a Rolex, I got one of those. Cartier, you know, Cartier. I'm gonna keep that for yes. you know fancy, fancy. You know, birthday, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Next week, uh, <laughs> but do you put on like a nicer watch if you're going on a date? So that's a question for. So actually, I can answer that. So I had both until I broke the fit, the Fitbit, but then my girl bought me a watch. Well, you would put both watches on? No, nigga, I'm not a rapper. I was gonna but, say something like, what were but you? But I would just take, I would just wear the nicer one. Yeah, so you wear, so that, so you say yes. But then, but if you're then, going on a date, you're wearing a nicer watch. But only because of the band. But now, that was before when it was still newer, but now you can just buy a nicer band. Ah, that's for, true. So that's why, like, but that's a good question. Because I've always thought about that, how people wear, how rappers wear all the stuff, all it's like all the little diamonds up on their wrist. But like, no, you know who my favorite person was ever? He wore three watches. Michael Beasley, former NBA player. He wore one on his left wrist, one on his right wrist, and then one on his right ankle. So when he was sitting down, if he had if he was crossing his legs, he could still tell the time. And niggas still anally <laughs> for that exact reason. Niggas, but that was so hilarious when I when I saw that. That was so hilarious. That's a good question though. Like, do you guys wear your watches on dates? I wear my watch all the time, but to me, it's like. Although, do you have other watches? I have. <laughs> shout out to my mom. My mom buys me so much stuff all the she time. She text me like, "You want one too, son?" <laughs> uh, she she buys me stuff all the time. So I have like five different watches. And no, I, have, but, I have nice watches. No, I this, but the worst part is like, hey, you're right. It's a good point. Like, I've always liked watches. Like, I've always had like, at least one or two nice ones. But then once the smart watches started coming out, it was like, yo, like I'm just gonna wear the smart watch because it's tracking everything I'm doing. To me, it's the only time I take my watch off is when I go to sleep. Oh, that's suntan. Yeah, I got I got such a bad tan, and it's so funny because I'll catch myself where I'll get back from like a really long bike ride. I'm working out with Daniela, like really like just getting the weights together, kick off my shoes, come inside, and I'll just jump in the shower, and I'm like, oh my god, it's what? The, and I'm like, oh my god, wait, I can tell the time in the shower. Like I'm gonna take this no, off. That's I'm also like, why I hate the watches how they have like the sleep feature. It's yeah. like if I wear you to sleep. What am I gonna charge you, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't wear you all day and I sleep. No. So we talk about the craziest thing is the Amazon has. They're trying to compete with Apple and Samsung yeah. and Fitbit. They have a watch coming out. I don't know if it's been released yet. It's called the Amazon Halo. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing about what this can do is it can track your body fat, um, but it can also track your mood. So if you're talking to someone, if you're in a bad mood, it will like it's vibrate, going by your heart and then it's gonna say like, "Hey, you're being a jerk." Or hey, you're in a great mood. Because it knows. That's see, so but crazy. see, Amazon's too intrusive. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my five hundred dollars because I don't want them following me around. Jeff Bezos, you already got enough of my info, so I'm good. Honestly, gee, like, dude, why? That's Skynet, bro. <laughs> Amazon is trying to be Skynet so bad. You got drones flying, gifts off and shit. Like, come on, hey, son. man, you're not wrong. But it's it's crazy because uh, Amazon has gone up so much in the pandemic, and that's because most of us are here and. We've been ordering Amazon, Target, Instacart, all these places that gate openers. Yeah, so all these places that have you know really made a profit from home delivery services during the pandemic. That might be going away, Victor. Uh, I got a push notification. I'm an AMC A list member, and I love going to movies. But I will be honest with you: the fact that Disney Plus and HBO Max and all these other streaming services have put together these packages where you can pay. You know, thirty dollars to watch a movie and get other people to chip in, or you can just watch Coming to America on Amazon Prime if you have the subscription. It has been great to be at home watching. And I got a push notification from AMC like, "Hey, we're open. We're no, ready for y'all I to come think, back." I think the best thing about the streaming services is 
putting a, a way awakening to the fucking movie theater industry because they charge entirely too much for candy and movies. How is a date gonna cost me a hundred dollars? Okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because this thing, let's not lie ourselves. We want to go to see. Like first of all, the, the second they start putting recliners in there, don't get me wrong, I get oh. them, but I'm not trying to lay down and go to sleep. I just need to sit down in a chair with a cushion on it, wait an hour and a half, and move on. I don't need to be sitting there. <laughs> I don't need all that. I don't need all that. I'll take it, but I don't need all that. But now, I don't know when I'm going to the movie theater again. Well, I guess when a good movie comes out that gets my attention. Well, like, well not even like a Denzel movie. movie well, not even movie theaters because you, you, know, you and I were talking before the show that you know you got a gym membership and you've been working out outside. But as California, San Diego, oh, LA, I love how, like we've gone out of the purple tier. We're now as more and more people are being vaccinated. I'm getting my vaccine shot this Saturday. Mm-hmm. As more and more people are being vaccinated, uh, we're going out. We're now at that red tier where. Restaurants can have 25% indoors. Mm-hmm. Gyms can have people back indoors. Movie theaters can open. So realistically, when are you going to start going back to, I'm not going to say normal, but when are you going to feel comfortable or when realistically are you going to go out into the world and do stuff? I think, because I pretty much, I, I go out to the world already. Like we've been, we've been to restaurants and stuff. We've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I do think this past year is just like, we've been in the house so much that it's almost becoming like, normalized to me right even though it's crazy how it took literally eight months to destroy 20 something years of stuff we were doing yeah like that exactly, like because yeah. i'm not gonna lie we've been because obviously we've, we've been drinking we've been drinking <laughs> in the house <laughs> safely no driving <laughs> and we spent nothing we we will spend 25 bucks how you should on a bottle we'll sit here kick with some people and just watch something we could watch Amazon Prime. We yeah. could do the HBO Max thing now. But now, with the bars open, we had to support the economy and <laughs> go out to these restaurants. I went to a restaurant. I went to a bar, rest bar, restaurant. I spent like 50 bucks. And I'm just like, what am I doing with my life right now? Yeah, exactly. Like, all that all that money you saved during the pandemic. Like, like oh, know, that's right. I do like supporting small businesses, but it's like, they don't, they don't, they don't explain great. Like, hey, support them. Yeah, but how am I going to support myself? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's a, like, I'm not in a position to do that kind of stuff. Well, it's it's crazy. It's so funny you bring that up because I look at it as, uh, as the NBA season has progressed, I've been working mm-hmm. more and more. I'm like, man, I've been at the office six days in a row, mm-hmm. and I'm working overtime. I used to do this for a living. Like we used to do this every you know, week. No, like, no, it's like stuff for normal life. Like I went to the gym, and I was kind of I was happy as personally. I went to I went to Crunch first. I canceled that one. I, I like being outside. But the second I went to LA Fitness yesterday, for the first time when they opened back up, I walked in there and honestly, I felt like I was at home. Really? I felt because like, I knew everything was at. Like, this is like my gym. But I used to go every single day twice you a wear, day. You wearing a mask or? Yeah, I have to wear a mask. Okay. I have to wear a mask in there. I'm not like, the wearing a mask is definitely fucking difficult breathing like that in there. But even to this morning, with this morning at 6 o'clock, I walked inside. I'm just like, yo, I feel like I'm at home right now. And I loved it. The movie theater. I don't feel like that problem. Well, well, you brought up a good point. Is how cheap is popcorn, candy, and soda going to be? Because how it, long has that been there? It's been expired. It's been, <laughs> been expired. I want to see a discount section of candy. Like, like Valentine's Day, I, day after, I want to see a movie theater. But I do think I'll be probably back in the movie theater. Ah, well, there's no good thing out that I have to like watch. There's nothing where it's like, I'm going to risk getting it's not, COVID it's for like that. Avengers. Like, it's nothing like... The work is also they haven't been able to film anything because of restrictions. Right. So all the stuff they're filming, it's like it's weird spacing issues and like our small sets and stuff, which is fine. I think by midsummer, I think by midsummer, it will we'll probably have half the country vaccinated. So yeah. it'll be just like yo, this is get this world going. Well, I think we gotta look at long term effects of the vaccine. And that's and, what people are waiting on too. And long term effects of COVID, like is COVID just gonna die out if this vaccine you know hits? But my thing is maybe Black Widow May seventh, maybe when No Time to Die comes out, the new James Bond no, film, I think, I think or Spider Man No Way Home for me. So there's two days, two things coming up in May, May twenty fifth, the day George Floyd was killed a year ago. Mm-hmm. So I think that'll mark one year. I think it's twenty fifth. I'm right. That marks one year. But then after that is Memorial Day weekend. See, I gotta work. Sorry, I know it's gonna be crazy. So you know what I'm saying. And then also with with Biden saying, "Hey, July fourth, I want to get it popping." You know, that's pretty busy. By July 4th, let's get shit popping. Like, well, I think the crazy thing to me is the Academy Awards just came out with their list of nominees, okay. and the Academy Awards will be April 25th, so right after your birthday. 
what movie do I need to rush out to see for the Academy Awards? Like, I like AMC A-List because the fact that you can pay, I think it's 10 bucks a month, and you can see up to three movies a week. So, theoretically, see, 12, 12, 12 movies in a month no, for 10 bucks. Imagine you were at home for work, and they were still open. That yeah. is so clutch. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You've so seen clutch. every movie. But then when you look at some of the Oscar nominees, like, I haven't seen it just yet because I've just been working and doing yeah. crazy stuff, is Juice and the Black Messiah. Yeah, like, that's on, that's, that's on streaming. One Night in Miami. That's on streaming. Like I can, I can now catch up on all these Oscar nominations mm -hmm. streaming before I feel like there's no incentive to me right now to go back into a movie theater. Do you think and catch anything? Would you go to a playoff game this year in LA? I, I would go to opening day, not even a playoff game. Like I'm oh, like baseball. Oh, I saw someone wrote because of the baseball rules restrictions, the after sale market is about to go crazy. Yes, like they're gonna. I don't know how they're gonna be able to control it because. What, 25% capacity? 20, granted, 20 to 25 for California. Granted, Dodger Stadium is a pretty big stadium, so like they have a lot of seats relatively to the number, but that means like people are going to be scalping the hell out of those tickets. And not, okay, and not only that, you brought up a really good point. How are they going to enforce it? So we, like, for instance, like, I was talking to my dad, and I was like, how can we get opening day tickets to the Padres, mm -hmm. which is Thursday, April 1st against the Diamondbacks, Petco Park. Residents only? No, Petco Park would be 20% to 25%, I think, for opening day. Mm -hmm. But the thing about Petco Park is it's in Gaslamp. So it's surrounded by all of these bars. So, one, I was talking to a, a coworker of mine, Greg Fonseca, and he's from Boston. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm from a cold place. I chose to live out here because it's warm. He's like, I don't need to be inside of a restaurant. I can sit outside. Because I'm used to it being you. cold. Like, mm -hmm. my you know, my family, they have to go back inside yeah. because it's snowing. So, the reason I bring that up, if I look at a place like Bub's, which is in Gaslamp, why would I go inside when I can sit on their patio and drink and still be, in, like, in Gaslamp and still mm -hmm. hear the crack of the bat, you know, somewhat of a crowd? But how are they going to enforce it? Like, so, like when, when they, like, are they going to ticket, like, one in, one out? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be... Um, uh, what is it, a L.A. Or, or San Diego County health inspector mm -hmm. who's going to be like, oh, okay, one, two, three, four. Like, are they going to be counting so people? What they're going to do is what they're, they'll probably keep the same rule where you can't have TVs on. No, I think they take that away. Because they have it on it. Right now, they don't want people crowding around. Everywhere no, like I think you, like, in L.A. and in San Diego where the Padres and the Dodgers are supposed to be really good this mm -hmm. year, nah, man, people, see, it's going to be see, spring is coming. The stuff the, in here in Southern California, the weather's supposed to be nice. Nah, I think they turn I'm very interested on. to tap back on this topic in a few few weeks because it's going to be good. I think, I think it comes down to um, the vaccination numbers for California. Well, just as an example, California, let's say it comes out like, okay, we have 60% of the population vaccinated. They're gonna be like, you know what? Open them back up. However, they're probably gonna they have the health better thing. They won't have somebody come through, but they might have somebody roll through. I think they actually will to send a message like, listen, we're not because they've been doing it all year. Like, yo, we're not playing. Like, if you open up your restaurant, too many people in here, you will get fined. Yeah, I went to a restaurant uh, last two weeks ago, and the, my homie forgot his ID, but like he had something else to show it, and she was kind of like. Oh, we've been getting looked at like every single day. Really? Also, because they heard they've been doing some wild stuff. They've been like, they've been breaking the rules a little. So people complain because all it takes is somebody to call in and then they come out and they show up. Yeah. And then that's all it takes. But I think Gaslamp, for example, is, we, if you've ever been there, you know that street is literally bars everywhere. everywhere. And there's places for them to sit outside. And there's hotels everywhere. So yeah. it's really designed for you to tour it and have fun in and it. And now the question too is because as I was driving, uh, through Culver City, I'm like, oh, that's right. I can't drive down the street because there's still bars and stuff outside. I kind of want them to keep that. I wanted them to keep it too, but then, like, I'm thinking about, think about Dodger Stadium and how crowded that whole area is going to be. Think about Petco Park mm -hmm. and how crowded, like, like if you've ever been to Gaslamp, it's a lot of one-way streets. Yep. So if you close down half the street, like, okay, how are cars going to get around? Where are people going to sit? It's going to be so interesting, Victor, to see what happens I think they, with it. I personally like the outdoor seating for some places. Like, the ones how, like, Culver City, how they took the street off. Yes. I think that it, first off, I think personally it adds revenue to the restaurant. Absolutely. Because now, obviously, they got more tables first, so they got to put a little more capital in. But now you have, from your 25 seats, hey, we have 50 seats now. So we can hire more people. We can actually have more workers now. We can actually help out because... I already know. I'm not too sure when, but I'm pretty sure during the summer, we'll be all out of the restaurant again. You think Cause, so? Because one thing I will, I need to have it. Because what I miss the most, I miss going out to the bar 
and just having a bar night. Just going out for your night, getting some Mexican food late night, coming oh, home. Yes. Like, yes. Who, who doesn't miss laughing at an Uber? Just like, I something stupid and like, where are we going? Let's go get the burrito real quick. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. like, like, I yes. miss being down on Main Street, 3110. Circle bar, you know. Oh my saying? god, having a circle bar. Circle forever. bar, you know what I'm saying? Like, but also, I think because of our age, we. That's why I kind of I hate coke so much. I already knew at a certain point I would stop doing most of that stuff because I just can't because of my age. But COVID just said, "Oh, like, all right, bro, you definitely done now. You can't go to this place no more your age." But like, I already know. I just miss. I, I do miss Korean barbecue. I had that recently. Oh, I miss Guy you so much. Oh, I miss Guy you. I'm saying so like that's why I do think like what's gonna happen? We're gonna go out one night, have a great. Fun time, great memories, best night ever type of shit. And in the morning, I'm gonna text you like, nigga. We support the local economy. Like, like, <laughs> like yo, why did we go to that damn bar, bro? I spent 150 last night. Then we'll be right now. Like, yeah, but no, we uh, we we cannot wait till things open back up. Uh, we are not there yet, people. Like. Please continue to wear a mask. Yep. Please continue that six feet social distance. Do if not you get too get close. If you want to get the vaccine, just get the vaccine. If you don't, it's understandable. Yeah. As more and more states are now opening it up to 16 and over, 18 and over, please go out there and get a vaccine oh, actually, together. They, I found out the homeless, unhoused community in L.A. are eligible to get the vaccines now. And they're also eligible to get the stimulus check. Which is great. Yeah. I still haven't got my stimulus check. But Biden's all good. Intense, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nigga. Uh, we will be posting probably our bracket soon. We'll probably get the four guys mm-hmm. posted to our Instagram and Twitter page. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, speaking of Instagram and Twitter, Victor, where can they find the show? You can find the show at the Eros Podcast. That's T H E E R O S P O D C A S T. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Or you can find me at V I C underscore G W four O's and three D's. Same thing. You can find me at Curtis Sheehan on Twitter, or you can find me at chill underscore Kurt 89 on Instagram. Name, so chill Kurt. Chill underscore Kurt 89. I know. So many girls in the DMs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, make sure you guys like, subscribe, and download the podcast. We will be back soon. Until then, Victor, what should they do? Wear a fucking mask.